Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Simeon Cohen and today we will be studying Masachet Beitzah, Daf 27. As Beitzah is a Masachet which deals with the Halacha of Yom Tov, what is permissible to do on Yom Tov and what's not permissible to do on Yom Tov, our Daf appropriately deals with the question of what happens if an animal dies on Yom Tov? Can its body be moved or not? As much of 27A and some of 27B continues the discussion of what to do regarding an animal with a blemish, which was also covered on yesterday's daf, I'm going to start with the Mishnah that can be found towards the middle of 27B uh, and deals with the new topic, this new topic of what happens if an animal dies on on Yom Tov. So the Mishnah is as follows. Behemah shemetah lo yezizena mimkomah. If an animal dies, one may not move it from its place on Yom Tov. And an incident once occurred, presumably an animal once died on Yom Tov, and they asked Rabbi Tarfon about it. And on that same occasion, they also asked him about challah that had become ritually impure on Yom Tov. And Rabbi Tarfon entered the study hall and inquired about these matters, and the sages said to him, One may not remove them from their place. Lo yazizem mimkomam. So the bottom line of the Mishnah is that one may not move an animal carcass on Yom Tov, nor may one use challah that became ritually impure on Yom Tov on Yom Tov. The Gemara opens by referencing an argument that Rabbi Shimon makes in Masachet Shabbat. Lema tnan stama deloka Rabbi Shimon, di tnan Rabbi Shimon omer, mechadchin et adluin lifne habehima, ve et hanavela lifne klavim. Let us say that we learn this unattributed Mishnah not in accordance with the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. As we learned in a Mishnah in, from Masachet Shabbat, Shabbat 156b, that Rabbi Shimon says, one may cut up gourds for an animal on Shabbat so that it can eat them more easily. And similarly, one may cut up an unslaughtered animal carcass for dogs. Rabbi Huda Omer, erev Shabbat, Asura. Rabbi Huda says, if it was not an animal carcass already on the eve of Shabbat, before Shabbat actually began, but rather it died on Shabbat itself, then it's prohibited, Asura. Since Rabbi Yehuda seems to be placing a stringency on Rabbi Shimon and creates a distinction between animals that died before Shabbat and animals that died on Shabbat, uh, one can infer that Rabbi Shimon holds that one may move an animal carcass even if it died on Shabbat. Thus, our Mishnah, which prohibits moving an animal carcass on Yom Tov, seems to be in conflict with Rabbi Shimon's position from Masachet Shabbat. But the Gemara goes on to reject this argument and asserts that the Mishnah can actually be understood in accordance with Rabbi Shimon's opinion. Rabbi Shimon, 
The Mishnah can be understood, even if you say that it is in accordance with the opinion of Rabbi Shimon, as Rabbi Shimon concedes that there is a prohibition against touching animals that were entirely healthy at twilight, but died on the festival. If there were no signs that they were sick or that it was a possibility that they would die on Yom Tov, prior to Yom Tov, then Rabbi Shimon still seems to say that there is a prohibition against touching them. This is because if the owner of the animal had no intention of cutting it up and feeding it to the dogs before Chag, because he had no sense or no inclination that it was going to die on Chag, uh, then it's prohibited to touch its corpse. Its corpse should be treated as muksa. But if the animal was sick on the day before Chag or had been sick for some time preceding Chag, since the owner knew that it was close to death, he may have had it in his mind to feed it to the dogs. Presumably, he did have it in his mind that he may cut it up and feed it to the dogs on Yom Tov, and therefore, it's not muksa. The Gemara now moves on to a discussion about whether or not the animal that died is sacred, and uh, Zairi's opinion is that it is sacred, as the Mishnah juxtaposes the behemah which, with chala, which is sacred. Um, so because those two things are discussed together, the animal, too, must be sacred. Um, but the ultimate conclusion of the discussion is that if the animal is sacred, so the discussion about this Mishnah wraps up with the following words, Hacha And what are we dealing with here? We're dealing with an animal that was in danger of dying the day before, and thus the owner had in mind that he may feed it to his dogs on Yom Tov after it died. And all agree with regard to this ruling. What all agree means here is a bit unclear. Uh, does it mean that Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon are in agreement? Or does it mean that all the Amoraim who debate the Mishnah are in agreement? Not entirely clear. But the bottom line here is that according to Rabbi Shimon, an allowance is granted to move an animal if it was a non-sacred animal and it had been in danger prior to Chag. If the owner of the animal had some inkling before Chag that the animal may die on Chag if it was sick or if it was in danger, and he made the psychological or mental preparations to deal with the aftermath of that death on Chag, uh, then it, according to Rabbi Shimon, it's permissible to do that. However, if the animal was a sacred animal, or if it was not dangerously sick before Chag and dies out of the blue on Yom Tov, uh, then it is prohibited from moving the animal or from cutting it up to feed it to dogs. And this is precisely the halachic ruling that's recorded in the Shulchan Aruch. If an animal is sick before Yom Tov and dies on Yom Tov, then it may be moved and it may be dealt with. But if the animal was not dangerously ill before Yom Tov and dies out of the blue, then it's considered muksa and can't be handled on Yom Tov. I think this sugya reveals a great deal about the rabbinic perspective on sacred time. For the rabbis, it seems that the time of Yom Tov is as much about one's mental state as it is about one's physical actions. If your animal is sick beforehand, and thus you have a sense going into Yom Tov that you may have to deal with moving an animal carcass on Yom Tov, then moving it is permitted. You're in the right state of mind, and you're psychologically prepared for the unpleasant task of moving a carcass. However, if the animal dies without warning, and having to deal with the aftermath was not something you were prepared to do, and it may upset you and negatively affect your mindset during a period of sacred time, you're actually prohibited from touching the animal until Chag is over. This is an important lesson and one we should all be conscious of. Yom Tov is not just a time to go to shul, but it's a time to be in a good psychological state. 
and anything that may upset that state should be pushed off until Yom Tov is over. Thank you for studying the daf with me today, and please join me again tomorrow for page 28. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.